This is a City of Crestview podcast. Welcome to Season 3 of Civic View. My name is Chance Levins and I'm the Public Information Manager for the City of Crestview. Our mission here at the City is to improve the quality of life by providing exceptional municipal services to our citizens. And we believe that fostering community engagement through open and transparent communication is one of the many ways we can achieve that mission. So, let's get started. Hello, Crestview, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Civic View. This is episode two of season three, and this episode will be focused on uh, some officers I have had come visit me from the Crestview Police Department. They are our community services officers, and it is Officer Sam Kimmins and Officer Chris Anderson. Gentlemen, did I say those both correctly? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Thank you both for being here. Thank you for taking the time uh, to join me today. I always appreciate everyone that stops by and takes time to interact with me on this. Um, and as always, thank you to everyone out there that's listening. So um, there's a couple things we're going to talk about today. Uh, first, I want to kind of start off with just talking about you two gentlemen a little bit, if you don't mind. Um, I'll start with Officer Kimmins because I know he's been with us for a decent amount of time. Uh, how long have you been serving with us on CPD? 16 years. 16 years. Okay. Well, Maybe in another 16 years, we'll do another podcast and I can (laughs) see his face right now. He's like, no, I don't know. (laughs) You got 16 more years of uh, the toy handout in you. That one was rough last year. It was a long night. (laughs) It's well worth it, though. Yeah, I agree. Seeing the excitement in the children. You know, that time of year, it, it, it's uh, very fulfilling. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I just enjoyed the Blue Velvet Santa the entire time. Just running around, just just getting as much Blue Velvet Santa on uh, tape as I could. That was, no, it was a, that was a great night. It was chilly. I didn't have the right jacket on for it, but uh, it was a really it was a really great experience. I was really energized afterwards. Um, so, uh, you know, those types of um, events are are kind of some of the things that you two gentlemen organize and help put on and participate in. Uh, I know Chris, you're, or excuse me, officer Anderson, I'll refer to you two gentlemen as that way. If I can remember <laughs> to, I get, um, uh, you're kind of newer to this position. Is that, that correct? Yes. I started, I believe it was March of this year. Okay. But you've been with the police department for how long? Uh, it's about two years, two December years. of 19. Okay, cool. So I've been with the city a little bit longer than that too. So, mm-hmm the new movement of city employees oh yeah all right um uh so um i you know i got i just got to say this while we're talking about our community service officers i have to talk about uh officer wanda and hewlin officer hewlin you know um how uh, i know what her last name was i went to school with her daughter um but uh you know she she was with us i was a uh 15 I'm trying I to remember. 17. 17? I knew it was something more really close there. She was, she did a great job too. You guys got it. Yeah, she was very active. To follow in there. So she started in dispatch and went through the academy and transitioned over. Yeah, I mean, I guess that happens some. I know yeah. that I had uh, Lindsay and Stephanie on uh, last season, and they, I know sometimes the that that happens. People go into dispatch and then move on to fire or police things yeah. like that. Um, okay, so. So we got a little background on you two gentlemen uh, and a kind of a idea of what you do, sort of. I mean, 
you, you do more than just events. You guys have other things that you have to do. And I'm, you're still police officers. You still carry a badge and a gun and um, yep. fight crime as well. Uh, so thank you both for your service for that. And then I know, uh, Chris, you were um, you're in the military. Is that correct? Yes. I was active duty with the Air Force at Herbert Field. Okay, cool. So I just want to say thank you for your service there. I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. And thank you for your service to our community for forever. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sam. Um, okay. So, so one of the things that we want to talk about, uh, because hopefully this will be on the radio, uh, this Saturday morning. If it isn't, then I'm going to feel foolish, but, um, is, uh, the event, the fishing rodeo that, uh, is, should be this Saturday, October the 2nd, yes. right? I yes. read a calendar, right? From um, 8 to 12. From, or, sorry, 8 to 2. 8 to 2. So this is usually on the radio at 7 a.m. So if you hear about it, you got time to grab a pole, grab your grandchildren, your children, whatever, <laughs> great-grandchildren, and go out and enjoy the experience. Um, so, uh, uh, Officer Anderson, why don't you tell me about that a little bit? So the uh, we're having the fishing rodeo, like you said, on Saturday uh, the 2nd. It's going to be from 8 to 2. We're going to have uh, hot dogs being served, you know, towards lunchtime. <clears throat> excuse me and uh we'll have ice pops there depending on the heat obviously you know if you want them or not uh there'll also be some firefighters there with their fire engine we'll also have florida fish and wildlife and u.s fish and wildlife along with the okaloosa county marine unit there to answer any outdoor regulation questions or boater safety questions um but basically when you're out there fishing for the kids it's all the kids uh, are welcome under 16 basically and uh um, there's no rules on what kind of equipment you use as long as it follows the law. I mean, you can't be out there spearfishing, you know. I can't bring a cast in there yeah. or do, do a <laughs> no, little no trolling out there in the no, middle of know, the pond. <laughs> no gas motor boats, you know, nothing like that. Um, but basically it's the biggest thing is trying to get the kids out there. And even if you or your kid doesn't have the equipment, you know, we do have a limited supply of poles that can be used. We're going to try and have some bait there. Um, and we'll also have some tackle there that can be used, you know, just in case, you know, anybody doesn't have it. Um, you know, there's going to be basically three different age groups that we're sectioning off with. And each age group is going to be focused on brim and catfish. Uh, the age groups, I believe, are 1 to 7, 8 to 12, and 13 to 16. What happens if you catch a bass? So there's actually a side category for all oh, that. Oh, we got like a lunker contest? Kind of. So. Okay. The bass side of it, so we're not really like putting all our chips in that one just because there's a chance that no one catches one. Yeah. And uh, so we didn't want to focus on that and waste, you know, money on prizes for something that didn't happen potentially. Uh, there will be, you know, basically a, a ranking structure to where, you know, if say every age group is able to catch some bass, then we'll go through and basically do, you know, a top prize for each age group just for that, you know, bass. There won't be the you know first through third on that, but if it's only one age group that catches it, then we might do you know first through third for that age group for the bass. Uh, we do have some poles, like I said, to be able to use, and there's a potential you know if the uh, children aren't able to uh, uh, bring any poles, then they possibly can leave with a pole. Okay, so so let let's break it down this way. So you, so you don't you don't need a f if you come with your kid or a grandkid or great grandkid, do you need a fishing license? Do they need a fishing license? As long as they're fishing from the shore, which is what we're doing and everything is freshwater and their kids, you know, I mean, that's no. Okay. So don't worry about that. So if you bring your own bait, live, artificial, whatever. Any, there's, there's no rules on okay. what bait is being used. There's no rules on the type of rod. Um, you know, the main thing we're asking is just, you know, I mean, it's, it's a fishing rodeo for children. So 
you know, just obviously making sure that it's not, you know. So when anybody showing up and hustling. Yeah, this isn't, yeah. The, this isn't the Bass Masters. There's no $10,000 check at the end. You know? show up here with 17 yeah. poles and you, you know, yeah, I mean, you we, don't, we don't need a beach cart with, you know, 20 poles on it going out there. But, um, but no, just, I mean, just basic fishing. Uh, this is kind of also like we're testing the waters to see what needs to change or if it needs to, you know, if we want to have it again or, yeah. or stop it. This is kind of our you know, maiden voyage on the events to see what happens. Well, I know, uh, once I pushed it out for you guys on social media, there was a lot of interest in it. A lot of people asking me questions mm -hmm. and things like that. So I think, I think you have some people show up. I mean, around here, you start talking about fishing rodeo. Typically you're going to have some people participate exactly. because it's, it's fun. And that's you know? one thing, you know, with this area, that was one reason why to me, at least like why we wanted to push a fishing rodeo, because I know this, this community is very, you know, outdoor mindset for for the most part there's a lot of people that fish there's a lot of kids that fish we have the high school that has its own fishing team mm -hmm. like i know it's kind of a big thing with the community so we wanted to try and do something some kind of event to where we can help get get kids out into the outdoors and just spend time with the community yeah no i, I think it's i think it's a great idea i think the name is hilarious cops and bobbers mm -hmm. and hats off to whoever came up with that one was that you or yeah. was that mccosker no, that was, that was yes. chief that's okay <laughs> it felt like a chief mccosker move <laughs> yes <laughs> when i saw it pop up on you guys facebook the first time i was like oh yeah i know where that came from yes. no <laughs> um no i think it's really awesome i know i know that there are some other officers uh within the police department that are pretty good fishermen um are there any of them gonna be there to so we're gonna have some that uh that show up to help volunteer you know kind of go around with the kids and the same thing with those uh the uh, u.s fish and wildlife florida fish and wildlife and the county uh they're also not going to be just stuck at the tent you know they'll be able to walk around and kind of fish with children and stuff yeah, like interact that with the kids um but uh but yeah some someone will be there now obviously the ones that are working are uh, you know they'll only be able to stop by they won't be able to just sit there but uh but we did push it out to the rest of the department so hopefully hopefully there's a decent amount that come especially ones that like to fish in our local yeah i i think um you know i i think you guys will, will have a decent turnout i know also that you're providing uh at least while the supplies last you're providing um some uh, lunch and things like that as you talked about well you talked about the ice pops but though you guys are going to grill hot dogs and do chips and stuff kind of like what happens when we do the flashlight walk right right yeah same okay. same style we'll have the grill there you know doing the hot dogs and chips sodas water that kind of stuff is schneider going to be cooking the hot dogs yes he will be all right he better I, be i have i have <laughs> so much video from every event of him working yeah. the grill it's pretty funny no? i believe he, i believe he bought a special apron for this one. Oh yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> he's the pd chef so he better be there <laughs> oh fun um all right so so that's saturday october 2nd hopefully this it will be on on social media and out to the public before then but hopefully it will catch the radio saturday morning uh from eight to two is that correct yes and that's at twin hills park right yes that's the, the uh, we hadn't talked about yet the you pond know. next to the gym the big wide open okay pond so up. we're gonna do the we're gonna do the what you'd call the uh what wave western pond yes yep okay the one with the bridge yeah yeah the yes the big side with the kid park and all that kind of stuff and honestly when you're coming stuff. down if you're coming down halfway from 90 you're gonna see yeah all the vehicles and stuff in the all tent right. setup fun well that's good because then you know if you got some younger kids parents can take them to the splash pad or over to the swings or something like that and they can do other stuff and yep. the ducks will love it i'm sure oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
okay, so um, all right, so I think we've we've got that one out there pretty good. So I want to take an opportunity now, uh, kind of like for the second half of this, to to talk about um, what community service officers do, what community policing is, because I know that's something that our chief and I have talked about on the podcast multiple times. I think it's something that's important for for our community, for the police department, for us as a city, to be able to make that connection with. Um, not just younger people, but our citizens in general, uh, because um, I imagine being a police officer is tough. Uh, I can't, you know, and I imagine being a police officer kind of in today's climate can be even tougher sometimes. Um, so the ability for people to interact and you come to these events, see police officers as more than just your badge or your job or things like that, I think is really important for us as a city. Um, and, and not just for our citizens, but for you all as well. Uh, so, um, Sam, if you want, uh, officer Kimmons, you can, you can take me through a little bit of what it's like to be a community services officer. Well, let me try to structure this, right? Yeah, it, it's fine. Because it's got a variety of aspects to it. Yes, we we are police officers, and should patrol need help, we, you know we're we've got the ability to hopefully stop what we're doing and go assist patrol if they need help. Um, at the same time, we're trying to come up with programs to work within the community that hopefully community uh, members of the community will enjoy attending, such as our cops and bobbers. Uh, but we also have the aspect of, like myself, uh, I govern our crossing guard program mm-hmm. throughout Crestview. So all the crossing guards in the active school zones, they require training every year. And uh, I'm the certified trainer for our agency. So if I'm not out in the community, I might be holding class to recertify guards. Um, and then at the same time, you know, directing traffic down at Antioch school, you know, that ties up part of our day. Yeah. So it's, it's a variety of chores that we have. Um, as we say, we wear many hats. Yeah. So I know all about that. (laughs) Right. So, so you're, you're, you know, training crossing guards, assisting patrol if need be, uh, along with trying to come up with, you know, programs and working within the community. Uh, one event we have next week is uh, working with Wesleyan Child Care. Okay. They invite us out every year and we do a friendly police presentation with them. Okay. Um, now, that's the little guys, basically preschool. So, you know, we handle every age group. And we if, uh, if a school or someone calls us up and says, hey, can you come give a presentation on this? this particular topic if we don't have a presentation already on hand we'll create whatever they want you know and try to cater it to their needs and what type of education they're seeking so so i to have two questions the first one i want to are we still hiring i knew we were hiring crossing guards are we still looking for crossing guards we have we have a one open position. Okay, so we're still looking. So still need. We're hiring multiple positions. Always police officers, crossing guards, a few other things here at City Hall as well. Uh, org. Go to jobs. Whack my own mic stand there. Um, and uh, and check that out. Um, is that a is it a part? It's a part time position, isn't it? It's part time. It's considered contractual. Okay. Um, 
because you you sign a contract stating yeah. you know with the times that you're going to work and you work a total of 80 minutes a day okay so 40 minutes in the morning 40 minutes in the afternoon and the rate of pay is 30 dollars a day okay so i mean hopefully you're not necessarily being a crossing guard because you want to make the $30 a day. Hopefully you just kind of want to help your community and things like that. But, um, you know, that sounds like maybe something, someone that just wants something to do, make a little cash if they want, they could do that, you know? Um, but we do need one. So that would be awesome. I'm sure that would help, uh, both these gentlemen out. So you can check that out. Um, so it sounds to me like, one of the major things that the two of you do is, is like, I, like I was talking about before you help create a bridge, um, you know, open that communication up. Cause not only are you community service officers, but I think you guys do quite a bit of communication as well. Correct. Mm-hmm. So, um, now we'll say this, what are the odds that either one of you can stop chief McCosker from posting the 9 PM routine thing mm-hmm. every single day? <laughs> it, it, it would be December a, a very cold day uh, no comment no i just have to it's, sometimes i remember one time he ran out of photos and i was like man what's with the fighting cats like it's been like two weeks of fighting cats <laughs> i believe it was an april fool's prank so, somebody wrote on there that they were stopping the 9 p.m routine yeah i remember that yeah, yeah. <laughs> no that I just I have to mess with him every opportunity I get about that. <laughs> but yes, going going with what you were saying about the communication side, I mean we do, you know, have to do a lot of the Facebook posts. I mean not all of them, you know, but we do a lot of uh, updates with events and you know the Traffic Tuesday and stuff like that. But we also try and you know set up the different events and reach out to different uh, community leaders or schools, whoever, and that way we can kind of be be the face of the uh, PD and hopefully kind of bridge that gap and yeah. let the community know that we're not just all robots. Yeah. I, uh, I honestly, when I started, I didn't even realize that, uh, Sam and Wanda did this. And then I got an opportunity to, um, find out more about what they did when I was working at the library and we had the trunk or treat there and they were there with the I don't know. Is it the same truck that you guys are doing the popsicle thing out of, or was it different? I can't remember, but you guys had like a thing set up. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you're handing out candy and stuff. And I, you know, I, that was the first time I've, I learned that we had, you know, something like the community services officers. And then, then last year, whenever we did the, um, the toy handout and all that kind of, was it cops for kids is what it was called. Cops for kids. Yes, sir. Um, you know, I was like, this is something really cool that I don't think enough people, uh, know about, um, and, and realize how much, uh, the police department does with the community and things like that. So something I would like to help with, uh, going forward, you know, more often is, is anytime we have these types of events coming up, anytime that we have those, these types of things going on, you know, I'd love the opportunity to help you guys get that information out and, and, uh, help you, you know, make that voice louder so that we can get, uh, in front of more people and, uh, get more things happening. Cause it's not just an opportunity for you guys to do your job, but it's also something else to do in Crestview and oftentimes something for families to do in Crestview, things like that. So, and to add on to that, I mean, just for anybody who's listening, you know, if you like and follow the PD page, you'll be able to see, you know, any type of events that we're coming up with. And, uh, 
the different information and also you can you know, message through there or comment on the post itself and uh, get more information about that event or if you're interested in seeing a certain type of event you know I mean we're always open to ideas to a certain extent I mean our budgets are obviously you know the deciding factor but yeah um, and then also when you were mentioning the cops for kids things just so it, we can kind of th start throwing that out there too, that cops for kids is, is going to kind of start being, uh, a broad term for a lot of our youth program stuff that we're doing. Okay. And then, you know, we'll be kind of annotating, you know, whether or not it's cops for kids, like we're doing some kind of Christmas event or, you know, the shop with a cop or the blue Santa, whatever. Um, and that way, you know, cops for kids is kind of like this big term that we're using for our youth events rather than just, just for Christmas. Okay. Well, I like that too, because then that allows, if someone wants to uh, donate, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be at Christmas time uh, for presents. They can donate for a different event or, exactly. know, or if they want to help host an event, um, you know, that, that sounds like it, that sounds like a really good and when it comes way to, to open that up. When it comes to the donation side of it too, um, you know, the only thing that really is going to change from the normal donation stuff is just when you're writing the uh, donation out in the memo line you just put cops for kids and then in parentheses you'd put either christmas or youth programs and then that way we know you know that it's two separate accounts basically that has to go to and we have to spend for the certain one so uh if you're wanting it just for any kind of youth programs then just make sure you put youth programs in parentheses if you want it just for the christmas then just put uh christmas in parentheses okay cool um Officer Kimmins, are we still doing the game night? Is that something that's still going on? or Currently, we've put that on hold. Okay. I've made contact with the various agencies around Crestview and Okaloosa, and uh, so they know that we've currently paused it for a short time. Okay. Do, is there plans to bring it back? It'll or? come back. Okay. All right. Definitely. It's just mainly you know, with the new variants and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. We want to make I, sure I since some of them are, yeah. Yeah, some of them have health problems and stuff like that, so we want to make sure that everybody's safe and healthy yeah that's i mean because we we paused it uh last year too for a little mm -hmm. while um with I, I just hadn't seen anything on you guys facebook recently so i just kind of wanted to double check with that because i know some people that really enjoy it and yes um i think it's a great thing um okay so we got a few minutes left here well um so i i gotta ask uh you know i i I prepped Officer Kim's a little bit on this one, um, but he's got the correct answer anyways. So towards the end of uh, every episode now in season three, I'm gonna gonna ask people what their favorite college football team is. <laughs> and uh, uh, Officer Kim's, what is yours? Of course, Alabama roll tide. All right, so city manager. You know, I don't know if you listen to all of these or not, but Officer Kimmins is a fan of Alabama, so he, he gets the pass this week. I don't get to rib him, and I don't get to have fun, unfortunately. No. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, um, I don't know where I was going with that one. Again, I have not checked where UWF uh, this week is, so I'm being a bad uh, Argonaut fan. Um, but... Um, but gentlemen, thank you both very much for taking the time to to stop by to talk to me. Uh, I'm I'm excited uh, for you know what what you guys are going to continue to do for the community. I know that your um, social media presence is <clears throat> excuse me continuously growing, so that's another tool for us to get information out and to connect. And I hope to see. Uh, 
Officer Anderson in the velvet, uh, blue velvet Santa costume this year. (laughs) (laughs) He's shaking his head at me like, hey, you don't do that. (laughs) I don't think Chief McGosker will give it up. (laughs) Christmas wishes do come true. (laughs) No. Uh, Again, like I said, thank you both for being here. Um, Hopefully the fishing rodeo will be a super success and uh, it'll be the start of something new and fun that we do here in Crestview every year. Uh, and as always, I want to thank everyone that takes the time to listen and engage with us, um, either with the police department, with us here at city hall. And, uh, you know, thank you to, uh, WAZ and WJSB, uh, for helping us get the word out. And, uh, that's going to do it for this one. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Civic View. You can hear new episodes every Friday on Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, Audible, Podbean, iHeartRadio, and on our website at www.cityofcrestview.org. Civic View is a public affairs program produced and recorded right here at City Hall and is also featured Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. on WAAZ-FM and WJSB-AM. Our music is recorded, produced, and performed by Scott Holmes, and you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at City of Crestview. And with that, I'll say be safe, Crestview, and I'll catch you next time.